As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. WXDX FM Pittsburgh prepared, but I'm going to ad-lib and say the obvious. Antonio Brown got released today by the Patriots. Everything he did came to a head. He's not going to play in the NFL again. He's not going to make the Hall of Fame. He was the best receiver in football for a decade, but they're not going to want him up there on that stage. They're not going to want him in that gold jacket. He a-holed his way out of football, and he a-holed his way out of Canton. He's going to be desperate and destitute, and he's going to be deserving of all that. So, hey, A.B., guess what? You just made the list. It's the list of unemployed. The list brought to you by Matt Marks Plumbing. Cut on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing needs. I do want to talk about this. This was going to be the list. Did you watch that finish to the game last night between Tulane and Houston? They were tied late in college football, 31-31. Time was almost up in regulation. Tulane was in its own territory And it went into victory formation. You know, taking a knee. To seemingly kill the clock and go to OT. But it was a trick play. Tulane ran the ball, got near midfield, and on the next play, hit a 52-yard touchdown pass to win the game with three seconds left. Okay, it worked. I get it. The other team always has to pay attention. I get it. Play the whistle, all the cliches. I get it. Winning is all that matters. I get it. But if I'm playing against Tulane the rest of the year and they go into the victory formation, I blow it the frig up. I don't care if Tulane's ahead by 50 with one second left. I'm using live ammo and I'm crunching people. Because when you cheat on the victory formation, I'm using live ammo. And it is cheating to me. 
I'm using live ammo. I'm crunching people. It's not sportsmanlike. And I'm not going to get played for a fool the second time. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. And I'm spearing your quarterback in the nuts. And guess what? You just also made the list. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Antonio Brown is now giving away the football from his touchdown with the Patriots on Instagram. Gee, what a nice gesture. That'll make people love him again. There is nothing that could happen to him that would be too bad for me to feel sorry for him. He is a thoroughly despicable POS. He is a worthless human being. I mean, he's banging Lev Bell's baby mama. He's banging a friend's baby mama. That's the kind of guy he is. That's another reason to hate him on top of so many more. Although, since it is Lev's baby mama, kind of funny. Kind of funny. Uh, I want to talk about Steelers and Niners. We'll get to all these A-B calls in a second. But let me say this about the Steelers and Niners. Let me ask you a question. Let's say the running game goes askew for the Steelers early. You heard Wolf, they they want to run the ball. He thinks and I agree. Say the running game goes bad in the first quarter. Connor's gimpy, he's struggling. What do you do? Do you give Jalen Samuels a series? Do you make it by committee, which Tomlin hates? Do you give Benny Snell a couple carries? Snell is averaging 23 yards per carry on his career, which got to be some kind of record. I know Tomlin doesn't like back by committee. But when you think you have a good team and you start out bad and get a big injury on top of that, you want to stay the course with most things, but not everything. Let's go to Lab and McCandless Lab. Ask You're on with Mark. What's up, Marco? What up? Hey, uh, I just want to, what's your thoughts? Do you think if Cross wasn't under indictment for that prostitution thing, that the outcome for AB would have been the same? I don't think he I is mean, under it, indictment currently. Oh, he's not? That's no, I mistake. think that, thank you for the call. I think that's uh, old news. Let's go to uh, Dom in Cannonsburg. Dom. Uh, hey, Mark, how's it going? Good. Hey, I'm just wondering, uh, to me, there's no one more ridiculous than A.B., but to you, who's a close second or someone that's just as ridiculous? Well, I always found Tom Barrasso to be absolutely reprehensible. But I would rather make out with Tom Barrasso than be within 100 <laughs> miles of A.B. That's a good one. And Tom's not my type, so goes to show. <laughs> I would rather make out with Zach Efron. I'd just rather make out with Zach Efron. Let's go to... Uh, Jake and Green Tree. Jake, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was just wondering, do you think Vince McMahon's going to put Antonio Brown on his top guys to get? I, I just talked about that a minute ago. Uh, as long as AB has this sexual suit pending, sexual assault, I don't think so. I mean... I think AB is the most toxic athlete in recent sports history. I agree, and you sound like it's Christmas Day for you. you I've never heard you this happy before. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. I may go to cheerleaders tonight. I may celebrate. I think I've aged out, but A.B. having his life ruined has made me feel young again. we got a bunch of people on hold. We'll get to them in a second. We've got Matt Barrows, 
Covers the Niners for the Athletic at the bottom of the hour. It's the Mark Madden Show 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, hi, Mark. Hi. I love your show. I just talked to David Lee Roth. He said, somebody get me a doctor. VX at 105.9. Just when I didn't think things could get any better, I was wrong. O.J. Simpson has chimed in on Twitter about Antonio Brown's release. Hello, Twitter world. Well, it's complete. I lost uh, Andrew Luck in 20, 20 minutes after drafting him. Uh, Breeze is hurt, so that's going to hurt my two of my receivers, uh, Michael Thomas and Cook. And now today, finally, New England releases... Antonio Brown, I guess you could say you saw it coming. I, um, you know, I almost texted Antonio a week ago. I want to give him a little bit of advice uh, that some of the greatest legal minds in America gave me. They told me that when you're in a civil or criminal litigation and you're the person they're coming after, the best thing you can do is say nothing, be quiet, essentially shut up. Uh, and if his lawyer didn't give him that advice, he should sue that lawyer. Uh, evidently, he didn't. In any event, I don't have to worry about that anymore. He's gone. Uh, I wish I would have sent him that text a week ago. I'm just saying, take care. I have to admit, whenever uh, an injury occurs or something like this in the NFL, my first thought is, how does this affect O.J. Simpson's fantasy football team? And everything the juice just said right there was correct. I mean, who would know better about how to kind of finagle your way through a civil or criminal suit? Well, civil, not so much, but criminal, he did just fine. And OJ, it shows how self-centered OJ is because he did break it down to how it affected his fantasy team. I do love it. Oh, I'm so happy. A.B. cut. I'm so happy. Let's go to a Joey in Belvern. And Joey, uh, you're on with Double M. Hey, big fan. Uh, definitely just wondering what's going to happen with Antonio's contract and the guaranteed money. So isn't he supposed to receive a paycheck this Monday from the Patriots? Uh, he's not going to get bupkis. Uh, the contract had language that voided it uh, in the event of contract detrimental to the Patriots organization, and this certainly fits. I, I guess A.B. could sue. I don't think he would win. Well, he's a big-time loser. And, and if A.B. would sue, that would uh, make his chances of playing for another team even more minimal. You, you'll be able to tell if A.B. knows he's done in football. If he thinks he's done in football, he will sue the Patriots. Oh, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated just tweeting, AB's $9 million signing bonus will be paid in two installments. A $5 million payment is due on September 23rd. The remaining $4 million is due on January 15th. He has a $1 million base, $500K in per game roster bonuses, and a bunch of incentives, which he now obviously won't reach. Let's see, a $5 million payment due on September 23rd. It's the 20th. Whoopsie! The way I read this, the only thing he would get it is $1 million base because he's a vested veteran. He was on the roster opening day. So A.B.'s going to get a million from the Patriots, and that's it. That's the list. 
Don't spend it all in one place, Junior. Let's go up to GP in the car. GP, you're talking to Mark. Double limb, it is a glorious day. Oh, it is more glorious than D-Day. Yes, it is. And this evening, I'm going to drink a little bit of the bubbly in honor of you for being the prognosticator of prognosticators. However, I consider myself a bit of a prognosticator, and I think if there's one scumbag owner in all of the NFL that could take Antonio Brown, I think next year we might see him in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. The earliest it would happen would be next year. The earliest A.B. will play for another team is next year, and that could even go by the wayside depending on how the civil suit and the NFL investigation turn out. Thank you for the call. Up next... We're going to go behind enemy lines. Everyone's my friend today. AB's done. We'll talk with Matt Barrows. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for TheAthletic.com. Steelers and Niners on Sunday. Don't forget, you can watch the game with me at Rail Yard Tap in Bridgeville. One heck of a place. Lots of TVs, lots of fun. Lots of hot women, I'm told, too. And lots of Mark Madden from Sunday at 4 o'clock till the end of the game. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. The super genius, Mark Madden. It's a rare chance for you to have a brush with greatness. Make the most of it. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Say, here's another great name from the past. VX at 105.9. Steelers and Niners on Sunday at San Francisco. Joining me now to discuss, he covers uh, the 49ers for theathletic.com. A pleasure to welcome Matt Barrows. Matt, I just saw a report the Niners might sign Antonio Brown. Can you shed any light? <laughs> nice one. Good, good, good try on that one. Uh, my my heart left in my throat when you said that, but uh, I, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure you're BSing me on that one. No, so. no, I'm just just kidding. But I'm not kidding when I uh, remarked that the 49ers are doing pretty good. Two and zero, a couple wins on the road, a lot of points scored. They're flying high. They look really good, don't they? Yeah, they've had uh, a couple of rough years, and uh, you know the the defense uh, had really struggled in the past. Last year, they only uh, had two interceptions all season, but it's been the defense that's really sort of led the way for this team so far. Certainly in Week One against Tampa, and then last week, uh, both offense and defense showed up on the road in Cincinnati. So uh, this is the home opener. And um, obviously they're trying to guard against uh, a bit of a letdown, uh, a relaxation um, after uh, starting uh, out two games on the road. Well, let's stick with that defense for a second. Uh, What will the Niners expect from the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger and with Mason Rudolph at quarterback? Because that has to change the Niners' approach, I would think. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, They're not obviously offering any hints uh, as to what they're going to do. They did note that, Rudolph has great poise and he's got a, a, a big arm. So I think there's a thought that, uh, the, the Steelers at least are capable of doing what they, what they normally do, which is taking advantage of their really good wide receivers and, and throwing the ball deep downfield. Um, so I, I think the 49ers are cognizant of that. And like I said, they're, you know, the, uh, refrain this week has been don't relax that, uh, the Steelers are a team with their back up against the wall starting out 0 and 2. And uh, as soon as you let your guard down against a team like that, uh, they'll make you pay for it. The Niners have a pretty good front seven and a pretty bad secondary. Is it fair to say that? 
Well, the secondary uh, feeds off the front seven, so the better the front seven does, the, the better that secondary look. Um, each of the starting cornerbacks had a, a pick six in week one, uh, and there was nearly a second one la- last week who was dropped. So uh, that group has looked good. Now, whether they're uh, markedly improved from last year or they're just benefiting from a better pass rush is the question, and I'd say it's probably more of the latter. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no denying the numbers. The pass defense is pretty good in that regard. You talked about the two pick sixes, and I agree. It does flow from that front seven, and boy, the depth is amazing. They got, what is it, nine defensive linemen on the roster, and seven play quite a bit, don't they? Yeah, they've, they've had all nine up uh, for the first two games. That, that may have been sort of heat-related. The, the first game was in Tampa, and they were worried about, uh, you know, yeah, high temps in the 97 and high humidity. And the game in Cincinnati wasn't much cooler than that. So I think that had a little bit to do with it. But it's also their philosophy. I mean, just keep uh, you know, wave after wave of defensive linemen coming after the quarterback, and, and good things will happen. And so far that's been the case. Um, there, there are two star defensive ends. Nick Bosa and D. Ford have been uh, nicked up the first couple of weeks, and Ford in particular seems uh, a bit uh, gimpy this week. So the, the Steelers may catch a break. I, I think Ford plays, but uh, he's definitely not going to be 100% or neither is Nick Bosa. What kind of player is Richard Sherman these days at corner? Because certainly a colorful player, one of the best in his position in his era. But he's 31, and that's old for corner, isn't it? Even a great one. Yeah, he he didn't play all that great last year. Uh, he wasn't targeted very much. The teams went off after his counterpart, uh, Akella Witherspoon. But um, he he was definitely slower. He did not look like the uh, Richard Sherman of old or, or of young, as it were, last season. Uh, he was coming off a, an Achilles injury at that point, and um, he said that he's uh, he's really bounced back from that, and he felt certainly after that pick six in week one that he was back to say his 2011-2012 form, and uh, you know he's very confident, um, very uh, uh, boisterous, and and everything that you expect Richard Sherman to be. So um, it's it's been a bit of a, a pick your poison so far between those two cornerbacks. They're both playing really well early in the season. Uh, Garoppolo only has 12 games under his belt as a starting quarterback, but he, he seems like a veteran, Matt. I forget how little he's played when I watch him out there. Why is he adapted so quick and so well? Uh, he could be a franchise guy. Not there yet, but could be. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the question. This is sort of a year where we're waiting to see which way it goes with him. Um, he was really good when he first came in in 2017, but that was only – sort of a uh, a very light version of this Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, he basically career-rigged it so that uh, Garoppolo, coming from the Patriots, would, would be comfortable in it. And he went 5-0 and at the end of 2017. The beginning of last year was much more spotty. This was the full Shanahan offense. It was clear that um, Garoppolo was still learning it, and um, he was uh, very much up and down over those three games and then suffered the, the ACL. Uh, in Kansas City in, in week three of last year. Uh, so th- the question is, you know, what year are we really in uh, as far as sh- uh, as far as Garoppolo and learning the Shanahan offense? And, uh, you know, I, I think we're kind of still in, in somewhere in year one for that. And uh, that, that means 
signals to me at least that there's going to be a little bit more up and down. There's a lot more down than up in week one. He looked a lot better in week two. Uh, but I think it's going to be sporadic for a while until he really gets the whole system under his belt. And, uh, you know, that, that's another reason, you know, another way the Steelers might be able to, to capitalize on on Sunday. I mean, this is a guy who's still coming uh, off an, an ACL injury, who's still learning the offense, and who really doesn't have any wide receivers who have established themselves uh, so far. The tight end is awesome. The running game is awesome. The, uh, the wide receiver group, that's been a bit of a question mark all offseason. Well, let's stay with that tight end, though, because I think Kittle's the best tight end in football and tight ends just killed the Steelers. Uh, Witness last week against Seattle. What do teams do to try and stop Kittle? Because I'm at a loss for ideas, Matt. Yeah, it's tough because he's uh, the rare tight end who's really well-rounded. I mean, he made uh, waves last year, obviously, as a receiver. He set the, uh, the single-season mark for uh, receiving yards by a tight end, but he's just as good a blocker. I mean, he takes guys to the ground all the time. Uh, in fact, uh, he was, uh, they count what they call knockdowns in the tight end room, and uh, he had six of them, and that was a record for him uh, Sunday in Cincinnati. So he's, uh, he, he likes to block. He loves it when he gets a pancake, uh, and uh, he's good at it. And, and so you know, that, that's sort of the, the essence of the Kyle Shanahan offense right there, encapsulated one guy. It's, uh, it's a, a group that can uh, run or pass out of the same personnel groups and, and do both pretty well. Now we'll get to the running game in a second, but talk about the uh, the flood concept on the Niners' routes where they send a bunch of guys to the same zone of the field but at different levels. I find that intriguing, and that's got to be tough for the defense to, to, to figure out because when a quarterback throws the ball and, and three receivers in roughly the same area, you can't tell by his delivery where the ball's going I, it, on so many levels it's brilliant yeah and it usually starts with play action too so you have your your linebackers uh not knowing whether it's a run or a pass so sometimes they're inching forward as well so that's creating even more of a gap there between that group and, and the defensive backs and uh yeah that's what it's predicated on and, and sometimes um you know they'll, they'll run things off of that like the the first touchdown against the Bengals. That play, that play started out left, and then uh, uh, Garoppolo rolled to his right, so the, the Bengals adjusted and started rolling with Garoppolo. Then he goes back to his left, and uh, Marquise Goodwin has kind of snuck out on the backside of that formation, and there wasn't anyone within, I don't know, 20 yards of him. It was uh, the easiest touchdown this team scored in, in the last three seasons, and it all kind of stems from that that misdirection and that, are they running are they, are, or are they passing conundrum that uh, the defense has on any given play? Now, San Francisco has a definite commitment to the run, which honestly, Matt, not a, not a ton of teams in this league really do. I'm not sure the Steelers do. How good is the running game? And in this day and age, how much does running as much as the Niners do throw a curveball at the other team's defense? Well, how good are they? They're, they're down to their third best uh, tailback. Uh, they, they lost Jerk McKinnon already for the season. Uh, they lost uh, Ted and Coleman in, in week one. So they started Matt Breida on Sunday in Cincinnati, and he averaged more than 10 yards a carry. I mean, they were just bludgeoning, bludgeoning the, the Bengals. The, ba- the Bengals, you know, brand new defensive coordinator 
Um, they admitted after the game that uh, they were, you know, uh, you know, being being tossed one way and the other uh, throughout that contest. He did well. Raheem Mostert did well. He's the the backup running back. The third running back uh, scored two touchdowns, and and none of those guys was drafted. So they're they're doing quite a bit uh, without uh, kind of traditionally talented players. So uh, I, I, to me, it's it's it's, it's probably if it's not the best uh, uh, running game in the, in the league right now. It's it's at the top because they can do quite a bit with it. Yeah, Breed, I I know he's the third string tailback. I can't believe it. That guy just has. I don't know how to describe it. When he when he hits the hole, he's gone. I mean, that ten yards per carry that wasn't at all deceptive. No, he earned it. Uh, I, I think I, I did a, a stat. He only had twelve carries in the game, but six of them were of uh, eleven yards or more. Uh, only one of them he, he got stopped for a four yard loss. Uh, you know, deep in the second half when the Bengals were playing the run. But that was the only run he had that was under four yards. So he only had one of. Only one of his 12 runs were under four yards, uh, and, and that's why he had such a, uh, uh, a dazzling per-carry average. Now, Joe Staley broke his leg, the, the all-pro left tackle for the Niners. Tell us about uh, how the Niners are trying to work by that, and uh, what are the various trickle-downs? Because when that guy gets hurt, it, it, it changes the job of, all, of the guys next to him, too, doesn't it? It does, and it also changes the running game, really. I mean, Joe Staley got hurt because he was – you know, 18 yards down the field, and uh, the running back ran by him, and his knee, the running back's knee, went into Joe Staley's leg. Uh, so it just kind of shows you the uh, you know maneuverability of a 300-pound left tackle to get way out ahead of a running play like that. Um, and and the, frankly, they, they don't have a replacement for him. They're, they're, they're starting a, a six-round draft pick who um, is not nearly as athletic, who really struggled as a uh, pass protector, uh, in my opinion, at least during uh, during the spring and summer, and, and you expect that from a, a rookie who's coming in. But uh, you know that's that's definitely an area of weakness for this team, and um, I'm not exactly sure how the 49ers are going to address it. I'm, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan will do so uh, schematically. Uh, you know, more runs to the right, more uh, screens and, and quick passes, so that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't holding on to the ball and kind of exposing himself to that blindside uh, pass rusher, which uh, on Sunday looks like it's going to be Bud Dupree. Tell me what the Steelers can do to win this game. Because the way each team is playing, I know it's only two games, Matt, but uh, I see this as a clear win for San Francisco. I, I picked them to win and cover earlier in the show. But play devil's advocate. Tell me how the Steelers win this game. Well, I mean, we're just talking about a, a real weak spot for this team, left tackle. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a right-handed quarterback. I mean, he's not going to be uh, facing Bud Dupree. Uh, you know, a, a couple of big plays like that, strip sacks, you know. Are you familiar sports. with Bud Dupree? <laughs> I'm familiar with his numbers. Uh, and, I, and I talked to my counterpart, uh, Mark Cabali, uh, out there in Pittsburgh, and he's not all that impressed with Bud Dupree either. But... Um, you know, Bud Dupree was a first-round pick. This guy played at Vanderbilt. He was a six-round pick. So there's a uh, there's a real discrepancy, at least in, in draft status there. And, uh, Bud Dupree's been in the league since, what, 2015? This guy is uh, is literally making his first uh, entree into the uh, starting lineup. So, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for weak spots, that, 
That's a pretty big one right there. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. Really good stuff. Uh, uh, Kabali, I wouldn't, you know, associate with him too much. That's bad for the rep, but hey, you're, you're, you're trying to prop the local guy up, and I appreciate that. Good stuff, Matt. Thanks again. All right. Talk to you soon. I think he thought I was serious about ripping Kabali. Matt Kabali's okay. We know that. Better than okay. Great guy. Time not to ask Mark anything. Oh, I'm so happy. And I've got some news about how much money AP's going to get upon leaving the Patriots. And it's not very much. <laughs> 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. That happens when the show's as popular as this one. Yeah, double M, man. He'd love the show. He just wants to dance. DX at 105.9. Ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX brought to you by Fox Bet. Make the call. Download the app today. It is a great gambling app. Be sure to check it out. Adults 21 and over only. But I do have more AB news because it's breaking all the time. AB cut today by New England. Jeremy Fowler reports from ESPN that AB likely forfeits his $9 million signing bonus from the Patriots because of a contract clause calling for players to disclose situations preventing availability per league source. That refers to, of course, the sexual assault lawsuit uh, filed against A.B. that he and his agent knew about but did not reveal to the Patriots before New England signed him. Uh, A.B. could file a grievance, but uh, a source close to the NFL says the money is gone. So Braun's going to lose that $9 million. Uh, I've seen uh, a report that Brown, for all the machinations that he's gone through from Pittsburgh to Oakland to New England and now Dunzo, is only going to make 158 k this year. That's it for the whole year. That's all the money he made. He went from a $30 million guarantee in March to making 158 k this year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love it when God, A.B. says call God. I love it when God reaches down and smites an a-hole. I love it. Uh, A.B. is setting a record, though. He's the only player in NFL history to have three different team jerseys on clearance at the same time. I stole that off Twitter. Don't know from who. Hey, remember when all this was Ben's fault? It is to, oh, wait, I, I got to get this in there. I, I spoke with Wolf earlier, and I said, you know, you don't hear his name much, so Steven Nelson, the cornerback for the Steelers, must be doing a good job. Pro Football Focus has all that, you know, fancy stats rigmarole. Steven Nelson is rated the number two cornerback in the NFL right now, according to Pro Football Focus. You, you know what's weird? Steven Nelson's playing really good. The guy who sucks is Joe Hayden so far. I know he's banged up, but uh, that's true. He's playing horribly for his standards. Let's go to Eric in Brookline. Eric, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I just wanted to know how you knew in 2013 that this was going to come to the head it came to. Oh, I don't know and that I thought it would come to this. Well, I knew the Steelers would never win with him. That's exactly what I said. You don't win with guys like that. This doesn't surprise me, though, bro. 
I worked in wrestling for eight years. Eight years? 93 to 2000. Yeah, eight years. Uh, I can yeah, spot I a con. I can spot a liar, and I can spot a con. Because that was the business Absolutely. I've chosen. None of this surprises me even a little bit. Let's go to Bruno in Charleston. Bruno, ask Mark anything. 158k a year. AB spends that on patio furniture alone. Hey, Mark. I spent uh, more money on spilt liquor last year than AB's going to make in 2019. Woo! <laughs> uh, my question is: I saw that Mayhem commercial, and it's like I became a cat guy. Uh, I don't know why, but they're more interesting. But what is it that you like about cats, personally? Honestly, and I wouldn't trade my cat or my mother's cat that I inherited, or for that matter, her cat before that that, you know, lived in her house when she was well. I wouldn't trade any of those cats for anything, but the reason I like them mostly is because they take care of themselves. Like, when I go away for a week, you know, I just have somebody stop in and drop off, you know, put food in the dish and water in the dish, and I can go away. And the cat, you know, is self-sustaining. They're very independent, aren't they? Hello? I think this cat hung up on him. Let's go to... uh, Matt and Fox Chapel. Matt, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Coming in on Halloween, I think it's pretty eerie that you predicted all of this where AB is concerned. And I'm very curious as to where you think his career is going to end up next. Uh, I think there's a 10% chance he gets another shot in the NFL, but it won't be till next year if it happens. Uh, one other news item on AB. Since he's not on a team, he can't go on the exempt list. You have to be on a roster to go on the exempt list, and that works against him because no team's going to sign him if they think he might go on the exempt list when they sign him. He's screwed on a lot of levels. And here's another thing. Tick-tock, tick-tock. He's going to be 32 the next coming off season. That's pretty old for a wide receiver, especially one who will not have played in a year. He had everything at one point. And he lost it all. The situation does nothing but work against him now, and it's all his fault. I always struggle with that part. Got a monkey on my back. Monkey on my back, 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 back. Tony at Nevillewood. Tony, you're on with Double M. Ahoy, Ploy. Ahoy, Ploy. Hey, uh, two things. One, uh, quick trivia question. Who made it longer with their um, arrogant a-hole boss, A.B. or Anthony Scaramucci? Oh, I, I, who, who I, made I, it longer? Do you blame A.B.'s boss for getting rid of him? I know Kraft. Oh, no. no you, I made, mean, like, you blame Trump for getting rid of him. A.B. made it by one day. A.B. made it 11 days. Well, the congratulations to him days. then. And uh, I hope A.B. works for Trump at some point. Tony and Clark. Tony, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, you know it's all Trump's fault, right? I do. Oh, okay. Well, you are the genius. Thank you for the call. First off, Chelsea Sunday. Screw you, McMillan. Come on, you Reds. I'm so happy. Gotta kick that gong to life. Nit, 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 nit. Nobody's fault. 